Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hello, hello, fabulous humans. I hope things are awesome in your world today. Welcome to Self-Styled Life. I'm Janelle, and I'm super excited to have you join me for another episode of this little podcast. I'm also super excited about today's topic, so I'm going to dive straight in. Let's go. I've been talking a lot recently about my desire to expand and evolve in 2023, I realised in 2022 that I'd been going through a real stage of contraction and, as I mentioned in recent podcast episodes, that I'd been limiting myself in so many ways. This hankering for expansion and evolution of mine extends to almost every area of my life. Health, financial investments, relationships and, of course, my skills in my working life. In both aspects of my career, corporate and coaching, I consider myself a leader and a coach. And continuing to grow and compound my leadership skills is super important to me. And because I walk alongside women who are on the same path as me, I'm sure it's something that's important to you too. So today I want to spotlight five areas where we can up-level our leadership skills in 2023. I'm certain that for some of these areas you'll have them well covered. But I know as I run through this list there will be some that stand out as being an area where you know it's time for you to grow. There's no need to overthink this. Just go with your gut instinct. And don't let yourself get overwhelmed either. If there's more than one area that stands out for you, just start with one, whichever one feels the best. As you raise your standards in one area of your leadership, the other areas won't go backwards. In fact, they're likely to expand with you. But if they don't, don't worry. You have plenty of time to work on all five of these areas in any time frame that suits you. And remember, if you want to dig deeper into which leadership skill you could work on next, you can always take my quiz, which will help you discover your next evolution as a leader. Head to JanelleWiesack.com to find the quiz. And at the end of this episode, I'll share some details on Lead with Ease, which is my small group program where we deep dive into all of the things I'll cover today and so much more. So there's plenty of time and support if you need it, and nothing to feel overwhelmed about. Okay, so the five areas I'm going to call out today include developing or evolving your own leadership style, setting your own success criteria, getting comfortable with conflict, leveraging your team for success, and building your boundaries. 
Area number one is to work on developing and or evolving your leadership style. Like all areas of style, you have a leadership style or brand, whether you realise it or not, whether you've been intentional about it or not. So it's definitely worth spending some time thinking about your leadership style. But before we can refine our style, we have to own the fact that we actually want to be leaders, that we actually want to lead. And it's this ownership alone that often holds women back from considering themselves a leader in the first place. We decide we're not cut out for the responsibility, that we won't be able to stand up for our teams, that we wouldn't be able to manage performance, that our people-pleasing will get in the way, or that we won't be able to hold a vision. So we never make the leap into conscious leadership. And in doing so, we cut off the opportunities that come with owning the fact that we all lead. Opportunities for promotions and higher income and long-term satisfaction, you know, helpful little things like that. So if you've been sitting on the fence about leadership, the first thing I encourage you to do in 2023 is to own leadership as part of your career journey. Leading is like any other skill. You'll get better at it with practice, but you have to decide you're going to lead. And remember, you don't have to have any direct reports or staff or a team to decide you're a leader. Direct reports are a part of management. A leader is how you choose to show up every day. Once we've made the decision to lead, we have to choose what sort of leader we want to be. We have to decide how we're going to show up, especially for the hard stuff. And here's where I bet you have more ideas about how you want your style of leadership to look like than you realise, mostly because years of work experience will have taught you what bad leadership looks like. When I work with my coaching clients on developing their leadership style, the first thing we do is take a little walk down memory lane. We think about all of the good and bad leaders we've worked with. Unfortunately, the less than great leaders always stand out, but I believe that's because most leaders don't consciously work on their style, which won't be any of us in 2023 now, will it? Not if we spend time now, at the start of the year, contemplating the sort of leader we're going to be throughout the year. I know many of you listening have been leading for a long time and I want to give you permission to evolve your leadership if that feels right for you. I'm sure you've changed and grown over the journey. Are there things that you've learned that you want to add into your leadership style mix? I know for me this year it's about how I can hold more space and lead into areas that I've never been before. If you think about it, you'll know where you need to evolve next, but don't think you can't reserve the right to get better or evolve just because you've been doing something for a while. Okay, on to number two, which was setting your own success criteria. For me, this is an extension of number one, because without a clear view of what you want your leadership to deliver, how will you know if you've been successful? I encourage my clients to create a success criteria for all elements of their lives. But as I spoke about it in the early episodes of Self-Styled Life, this can be super hard. We live in a world that tells us what success looks like from our earliest ages. We're defined first by our birth weight, then by our grades, and then later the money we earn, and we're launched into a comparison trap right from the minute we're born. And because we're never taught to work out what success looks like for us, it makes sense that it seems hard when we first try to set a success criteria. Like all new tasks, there's a good chance it will trigger our self-doubt as we wonder if we're doing it right and what others might think of our choices. However, 
Defining your own success criteria is one of the most valuable exercises you can undertake when it comes to leadership because it means you don't need anyone else to tell you that you're successful. The only opinion that matters is yours. So it's worth sitting in the crunchiness of working it out because it gives you so much autonomy and peace. While I'm very open and talk all of the time about my own success criteria, including telling my boss that I understand he has KPIs for me, but you know, I chase my own criteria first. It's worthwhile remembering that you don't have to share your criteria with anyone else other than you, and that you can include hard and soft measures in a success criteria. Almost every criteria of my own has something in it about how I want to feel when I show up how present I can be when I'm with other people and how much fun I can have while I'm doing something. It's worth spending time thinking about these things as you develop a vision for what success as a leader looks like for you. Number three on our list of areas to evolve our leadership this year is the need to get comfortable with our good old friend conflict. An aversion to conflict is one of the main reasons that women seem to hold themselves back when it comes to leadership. Conflict is one of the seven big psychological risks, so it makes sense that we all want to avoid it. In earlier times, conflict often meant physical pain as well as the psychological risk. Thankfully, these days we're unlikely to get physically hurt, at least in the office context. But that doesn't make conflict feel any safer to many of us. But it is helpful to remember that it's more around your fear of the pain that could come rather than actual physical pain. Now, I did a whole episode on getting comfortable with conflict just recently in episode 28. So I'll just add in some reminders here and you can head back for a listen if you think getting comfortable with conflict is something you'd like to work on in your 2023 leadership journey. The first thing to remember is that it's helpful to reframe potential conflicts as simple conversations. The more you can stay curious and try to understand the other point of view, the less it will feel like conflict. Similarly, having a difficult or performance-related conversation with a colleague or a staff member doesn't immediately have to equal conflict, which is what many women automatically assume will occur. Over the years, I've found that most staff generally appreciate the feedback and guidance that you give them with this sort of convo. So watch the stories you tell yourself when it comes to how others will react to a difficult conversation. If you're like me, your crystal ball has never worked super well and waiting to see how things turn out is a better option than worrying about what will happen. I think that might be all I need to add on conflict, but Episode 28 is your go-to if you'd like a deeper dive. Time then for number four, which is building the skills to get the best out of your team. Something you'll see regularly in the workplace is women finding the switch from doing to leading a real challenge. It's a very normal thing. We've been paid to do forever. And while it can be hard work, it becomes really psychologically safe for us. We are comfortable with doing which is why we also see women revert back to doing, even when they've been leading for a long time. But now we are choosing to lead, and more often than not being paid to think and lead. It is a real job, and we should never think that getting the best out of our team is automatically easy, or that it's something that just anyone can do. Building a high-performing team is a skill, and like any skill, it takes practice to get it right. 
but it absolutely can be done and it's incredibly rewarding when you do build that high performing team. Personally, I always see my team members as the best they can be and I always expect the best from them. I assume they will be successful from day one. Otherwise, why would I have hired them? I certainly don't expect that they will fail. I also try to be super clear on my expectations of that success and what I expect the outcomes to be. When I focus on getting the outcomes I want, I also try to detach from how that outcome needs to be delivered. I find I get more creativity and faster outcomes if I allow my team members to decide how they will deliver. Usually the more safe space I can give them to test and learn and to grow, the better. If it doesn't work out, I can always be more directive, but I believe that empowered teams will generally deliver above and beyond. This doesn't mean that I get to be completely hands-off though. One of the biggest sources of failure in the corporate workspace is when the team don't actually know what success looks like. How will they know when the job's done? What tools are available to them? What constraints do they have? We all need success criteria of some sort, especially when we're not at a level of defining our own yet. Outlining all of these sorts of things that I just mentioned from the outset will really set your team up for success. Building boundaries is my number five. I've done a free masterclass on building boundaries that you can access in the resource room over at JanelleWiesack.com. It digs into what boundaries are, what makes a good boundary, why boundaries are so valuable and how we can honour them. So with all of that goodness already available to you, rather than rehashing, today I'll focus on where I see boundaries being most helpful for my colleagues and clients and that's in the space of overworking. We all say we want to have more life, less job, to be more playful and creative, to spend more time with our kids and our fur kids and the humans we love. But saying all of this is easy, doing it is harder. Winding down and switching off can trigger all sorts of doubts and stories because our identities get so entangled with our day jobs. So we just keep going and going, ignoring any feelings of burnout or overwhelm. Because who has time for any of that? And besides, we have big, serious jobs, so we have to treat our work lives very, very seriously. It's funny, though, because we all know we're better at our jobs, our relationships, our parenting, and even our housework when we're not completely stressed. And I've never heard anyone argue that the old adage about all work and no play making life dull is wrong. So how can we make it easier to switch off, to take a break, to be more playful? Well, that's where boundaries are helpful. And over the years, I've also learned that actually acknowledging that it can feel hard and that we need a boundary is the first thing to do. You can't fix what you don't know about. And as forced as it might seem, actually switching off the laptop and scheduling in time for fun and creativity has been the other key that I've seen work really well for women. If we wait for spontaneity, we might be waiting for a very long time. Like most things, the more intentional we can be about switching off, the better. I'm sure everyone listening has heard my story about waking up one day and realising that I had a job and not a life. I remember the actual day so well. It was one of those long, relaxed days between Christmas and New Year. Scotty and our son were messing around in the pool and I was propped on the couch in front of the air conditioning questioning my life choices. Because at that point, if you were to sum up my life in one sentence, you could have said that I was a mum with a job who liked to travel occasionally. I can tell you from experience that it is better if you can self-style your life from the outset rather than trying to add life into the mix later. 
Okay, so that covers the big five areas where we might want to consider evolving our leadership in 2023. Just as a reminder for you again, they were developing or evolving your own leadership style, setting your own success criteria, getting comfortable with our good friend conflict, leveraging your team for success and building your boundaries. If you've been listening along thinking, yes, Janelle, I have all of these areas covered, I'm very glad that I've been able to give you some positive reinforcement today. But if you've been listening along thinking that all of this sounds too hard and you're not sure where to start, I'd love for you to check out my small group program, Lead With Ease. When I say small group, I mean no more than five people in a group, including me, working for three months on all of the things that I've been talking to today. We kick off in March 2023 and together we'll work to understand what makes you unique as a leader and we'll help you feel confident about leading your team. If this sounds like a space you'd like to play in, I'd love for you to jump on the Lead With Ease waitlist. We'll pop the link in the show notes, but you could also just head to JanelleWiesack.com and head to the Work With Me page. There you'll find a link for the waitlist or depending on when you're listening to this, all of the details about the program. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that the areas I've shared resonated with you and that I've given you some inspiration of what to work on next in your own leadership journey. I'll be back soon with another episode of Self-Styled Life, but until then, please, please stay fabulous. Bye for now.